at one point I thought I want to relate my work, my business to Bitcoin. I want yeah. to be some way connected to my knowledge uh, on the Bitcoin space. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Foster Inclusion Podcast, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Saida Gomez-Fleury. In this episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Pablo from Panties for Bitcoin. Panties for Bitcoin is a family-run company that produces gorgeous, high-quality undergarments designed in Montreal and made in Italy. They ship to customers in the US and Canada. I've had the opportunity to wear their garments and I can say that they are so comfortable, really well made and high quality. Plus, Pablo is an amazing person to know with an incredible story. Between navigating hyperinflation in Argentina, relocating his family to a new country and adapting to a new culture, surviving a serious illness and of course running his company, he has more experience dealing with uncertainty than most of us will ever have. He's also demonstrating how business owners can incorporate Bitcoin in their business model. You can find Panties for Bitcoin on Instagram at Panties for Bitcoin and Twitter at Panties Bitcoin. Also visit their website at www.panties4bitcoin.com. And as a little bonus, if you go to at Foster Inclusion on Instagram and Twitter, you'll see a photo of moi in Panties for Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin is for everyone, period. I mean, yeah. everybody has a different interpretation. They use it in a different ways. People make their uh, contribution from different angles. And that's okay. Everybody's different. We are not all equals. And, and that's the, the beauty of this. Yes. Yeah. So speaking of different angles, little segue, panties for Bitcoin. When I saw, um, so I like to go on Bitcoiner jobs just to see what's going on in the space, the level of development and activity and stuff, which companies are looking to expand by hiring new people. And so when I saw, uh, I, I don't remember the role that you advertised for, I just saw panties for Bitcoin. And I was like, there has to be a story behind this because I'd never thought of that link before. So how did Panties for Bitcoin come about? So Panties for Bitcoin, it's an idea that I had in my mind a uh, long time ago, even two, three years before we really start to build it up. Uh, because we start learning about Bitcoin and we love it. Uh, like everybody else, I guess, that got into Bitcoin at the beginning, I mean, we couldn't get out. We yeah. never went back. We stay. We stay. We learn. We educated ourselves. And at one point, I thought, I want to relate my work, my business to Bitcoin. I want yeah. to be some way connected to my knowledge uh, on the Bitcoin space. I'm not a developer. I'm not a hardware manufacturer. I'm not 
philosopher that I can write about the philosophy or the, the, the whole uh, um, philosophical part behind Bitcoin. So I said, I manufacture panties. That's what I did all my life. And this is what we know how to do. So it came up to or hands that uh, article about that uh, famous uh, pizzas uh, for Bitcoin. Yeah. That the first transaction that was made ever uh, that the guy changed uh, a good amount of Bitcoin for uh, pizzas. So I said, okay, this guy's pizzas for Bitcoin. We are panties for Bitcoin. Yeah. And we stick, to, <laughs> we stick to that idea. And uh, that's what we do. I mean, uh, we manufacture panties. And we relate our activity or knowledge to the Bitcoin that we love that much. So, yeah. and also we, we, there is a famous also phrase from Andreas Antonopoulos, which is a, a famous YouTuber or um, creator and content creator for Bitcoin that said, the best way to get Bitcoins is to earn Bitcoins. Yeah. So for us to get Bitcoins, the best way would be to get paid for what we do in Bitcoins. So uh, that's what we did. Panties for Bitcoin. I yeah. like, I love the name <clears throat> and I love the concept. I, um, you sent me, um, so two panties and the bra top. I'm wearing the bra top now and yeah. it is super comfortable. Like it's just, it's the straps. It's like I'm wearing nothing. There's no underwire. It's just, it's, it's really, really nice. The packaging is so beautiful. I, I tried to delicately like tear it open. I didn't want to like rip uh, um, the, the tissue lining and stuff. It's so nice. I sent uh, photos of the packaging to one of my friends and she was like, that is really, really, really nice. It's like, it's cool. It has like this comic book vibe and stuff. And um, ironically, because I speak about Bitcoin all the time. When things come up in various aspects of my life, now my husband's he looks at me and he says, how are you going to link this back to Bitcoin? I'll watch you, you know? And so, and sometimes he tells me that I speak too much about it. So he's like, be quiet. So now I could just show him the bra and the panties yeah. <laughs> without saying anything. And he still knows, you know, Bitcoin is on my mind totally. Yeah, yeah, same here, same here, absolutely, 100%. Uh, so that's why we came up to, when we start to build up the, uh, the, the idea, and we knew because all of the uh, retail situation that it's moving so much to the, the digital, to the internet, instead of the real stores or the brick and mortar stores, and we don't have any, we didn't have any web page. So we needed to build up a new site to put our stuff or, or goods there. And uh, same as you are saying, we wanted people that will be related to Bitcoin, not any developer, which has to be people that knows about Bitcoin because otherwise they won't understand what we want to do. So that, that's why we posted on uh, Bitcoin Jobs, uh, when we need people, we want to hire and work with people that it's also into the Bitcoin, because yeah. it's, it's, it's a common understanding. That mentality. I, um, I picked up, let me show you, I picked up the Fiat standard. It was delivered, yes. right. Uh, before I went away, and I saw here uh, in my edition, 
page 15 in Roman numerals. Up, uh, where are we? Right here. These are the supporters. You're, you're printed in uh, Saifedean's book, Panties yes. for Bitcoin, pantiesforbitcoin.com. Yes. Congratulations. That's so cool. I showed my husband. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We try to help and cooperate as much as we can in any Bitcoin project in our means, I mean, uh, as much as we yeah. can. And yes, we uh, we uh, sponsor, the minute he said that it's going to launch this new book, like months ago, I don't remember, last year, we immediately said, okay, we're going to cooperate, we're going to send uh, our support to that. Yes. And um, I've just started, I'm on like page 70 or something, and I was reading, it's, uh, I took, um, I think it's a chapter, yeah, Fiat Balances and Universal Debt Slavery. He writes about how like business models, like retail business models end up going to uh, credit, like a credit solution with their customers. And he talks about um, interest rate arbitrage. That is the business model that most companies go towards. And he references Macy's, the department store, which uh, before they filed for bankruptcy, yes. um, they made as much revenues in credit card fees than they did on selling actual clothes to their customers. Absolutely. So, yeah, and that made me think of you in the retail space. I'm not that familiar with the space. So how does um, like your Bitcoin journey and I guess reading Saifedean's work, how does that impact you thinking about your business model in terms of um, like I know, for example, that you offer 10 percent discount to customers who pay in Bitcoin? Absolutely. Yes. Are there other ways in which like it's um, Bitcoin influences how you do things? Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I mean, we are all the time thinking about Bitcoin. I mean, and uh, we believe uh, in Bitcoin as a currency, not only as a store of value, but as a currency, as a means of transaction, let's say. So it's private, it's secure, it's fast, and it's uh, in a way anonymous. But the most important thing is that is permissionless. Yeah. When, and when somebody pays us in Bitcoin, there is no credit card transaction fee involved. And that's very important. And it's high. The, the fees that the credit card companies uh, charge you, it's big. So, and we try to incentivize the use of the Bitcoin, giving that extra discount, a 10% discount, uh, on the buying. Uh, so that's our humble way to promote and uh, push the adoption of the Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. Credit card fees are very high. It's very, very high. And uh, again, you, you are uh, relying on the credit card to approve the transaction. Yeah. So in our case, obviously, we sell uh, underwear panties. It's not a problem. But there, there was a time that the, the banks or the credit cards, if you wanted to buy Bitcoin with the credit card, they didn't approve because it's not good for you. So they decide yeah. what is good or not for you. And that's the beauty of the Bitcoin is the permissionless. It's your money. It's, it's your Bitcoin. You do whatever you want. Period. It's Period. you don't need any permission of anybody to spend it or save it or do what you want. 
Yep, exactly. So um, you said that you've been in the, um, uh, that you're an engineer and you've been designing undergarments for a long time. How, when were you first introduced to Bitcoin? Well, I, uh, I hear about Bitcoin uh, two different times from uh, different friends that spoke to me about Bitcoin, about that uh, thing that is going so much uh, high on price that it was uh, 3,000 and now it's 6,000 and how come I don't have it? <laughs> I, I really didn't pay attention at the beginning to that until uh, the third person mentioned that to you. So I said, okay, I have to see what is this. And then I, I hear about the, the Bitcoin and I also was tempted for that thing that you buy at the X amount of uh, dollars and then three months later, it's going to double your money. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so I said, this is uh, fantastic. I mean, this is fabulous. So I went to New York to for a day workshop with the famous trader called uh, Tone Vase. Yeah. So I went to New York the whole day, did the workshop, learned about that trading thing. And I realized that trading is not for me. I realized that <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe you can make money. I don't know. Maybe, yes, I guess there is people that makes a lot of money with that. But you have to spend a lot of time. You have to, to be following the charts and this and that and probabilities and statistics. It's like a full-time job if you really want to do it right. And I said, you know what? I mean, I going to continue manufacturing panties. So I have to relate these to what I'm doing, but not to the trading. So I start to learn more and more about the Bitcoin, the blockchain and the Bitcoin and what Bitcoin means and the, the, all these uh, uh, permissionless. And I, I, I emphasize about this uh, permissionless because my background, I came yeah. from Argentina and uh, we live all our lives under uh, inflation, hyperinflation. And uh, at, in 2001, we have a big crisis where uh, your money and the bank uh, was taken by the, by the government. So the, the fact that you, your own, your own money, not your keys, not your money, the Bitcoin is yours and nobody can take it. You decide when and how you're going to use it or not. So that was the feature of all the things that Bitcoin means. The permissionless was the, the one that brought my attention. Oh, here is something that you handle yeah. yourself. yourself. You're, you are your own bank. <clears throat> so that's blown my mind. I said, okay, well, here we can transfer when we want. We can do what we want for somebody coming from Argentina that they were so controlled. That was uh, amazing. Amazing. The freedom. It's, the freedom. it's, it's incredible. I, I guess. Um, so I haven't experienced anything like hyperinflation that you've experienced in Argentina, but I have experienced a few things where I felt that something that was mine was taken away from me. And so the sense that if I learn how to care about this thing, if I learn cold storage, if I learn these things, no one can take it away from me. That is so powerful. I can do with it what I want pseudonymously. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is no 
centralized control that can change the rules at any moment. And uh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I mean, and uh, and yes, it's the freedom. It's the freedom. It's yours. It comes with some responsibility, of course. Yeah. As you said, you have to know how to manage your cold storage, your keys, your uh, properly, properly manage your uh, asset. But yes, it's freedom and it's uh, responsibility. Yes. And it's permissionless, as you say. And like, for me, that is also amazing to know that this is open source. There's so much information available and I'm limited by my own intellectual capacity, by time. I'm not limited by a gatekeeper or someone else saying like, you're not allowed to do this or you're not allowed to learn this because you're a fill in the blank. Like, it's really something that rewards you for your own initiative, I find. Yes, yes, yes. And uh Hopefully, it's going to be spread out uh, widely, and uh, I don't think it's going to replace the fiat system. I think it's yeah. going to, at least everybody will have the option, do what you want. You don't want to have it in Bitcoin, don't have it. You want to have it, everything in Bitcoin, manage yourself, do it. I mean, it's uh, it's fantastic. Uh, and we are seeing right now uh, a country like El Salvador that it's, uh, we'll see how it's going to go. Yeah, I'm very excited about uh, the Bitcoin bond. I'm not a bond specialist by any stretch of the imagination. I have no idea how things will play out, but I do know that I would like to participate at some level, you know, just to be part of it and have like even more reason to follow closely to see how how things go in El Salvador. And I'd love to plan a trip there as well to see for myself how uh, merchants are are carrying on and how the average person is adopting Bitcoin into everyday life. Absolutely, me too. I, I don't know nothing about bonds and uh, I, I'm not going to be part of that bond because of that, I don't know about it and it's not my thing, but I hope it's going to go well. I hope it's going to be a good experience and the people is going to be happy with the the improvements in their finance uh, day by day. Uh, hopefully it's going to go well. I don't know. I wish we'll have imposed in another way, not from the government to the people, some from the people to the government. But anyways, I think it's good. We'll see how it goes. And uh, the government in El Salvador is giving the people the power to store their own wealth. And that's fantastic. It is. It's, you know, I had this discussion with, um, uh, I think it was in December at the last meetup I attended. Um, and the person was saying the same thing that, uh, you know, it's strange that it's the government saying to the people like this is also legal tender. And I thought about it. I don't have any definitive conclusions, but I thought to myself in a country like El Salvador, where they don't even have their own legal tender, they're using the U.S. dollar. Right. What's the difference between using a foreign country's tender as your own and then adopting Bitcoin? You see what I mean? Like if it were Switzerland or if it were the U.S. or Canada, maybe I would see things differently. But the country didn't have its own level of like autonomy or agency to begin with. Yes, that's right. That's right. So uh, we'll see. It's an, in a way, it's sort of an experiment because it's too new, it's too soon. We'll see how it's going to go, how the implementation is going to progress. But so far, it's uh, looking good. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. totally. Very exciting. Yeah. Totally. So um, would you... Uh, <laughs> 
kind of a silly question, but could you see yourself selling panties for Bitcoin in El Salvador as well or Latin American countries? Well, we'll see how it's going to go along the way. Uh, our main market right now, it's the U.S. and uh, Canada. But of course, why not? It's uh, this. Uh, it's for everybody. I mean, it's uh, absolutely 100%. Yes. Hopefully, yes. Yeah, it's um, it, like the materials are so soft. Like I'm, I've been wearing this. So here it's about uh, it's five thirty. I woke up at six this morning, showered, got dressed, and whatever. I've been wearing it for the whole day, and honestly, like the straps don't fall or anything. It's just really comfortable, really cozy. Like it's. Uh... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we put a lot of effort to make. Um, we also believe. I, I don't know why. Maybe I'm wrong, but. The idea of Bitcoin, it's also related to high quality, in my mind. I don't know why, but when we start to think about this new brand and line, we said it has to be the highest quality we can, yeah. period. We don't, uh, this is not a, a cheap uh, Walmart stuff, I'm not because uh, everything in Walmart is cheap and bad. No, I'm not saying that. But um, what I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a product that has to have the best possible yarn, a very good feed, a, a very good uh, um, creation, packaging. We put everything the best we could. I mean, we didn't do better because we couldn't. This is the best we can. I mean, yeah. we put the best materials, the best packaging, uh, Everything, everything, the, the, the best we can uh, in terms of what we know about manufacturing panties. This is the best panty we made in our life by far. By, by far. far. By far. It's uh, because it's, uh, it's, um, uh, there is a say in, uh, in branding, let's say, that says, uh, and, and we took it uh, seriously, is that the goal is not to sell just to people who need what we do, because we need, we know people need panties. It's just the goal is to sell to people who believe what we believe. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a connection that goes further than only selling a panty. I mean, it's from a Bitcoiner to a Bitcoiner. Hopefully the day of tomorrow we're going to sell to everyone, but our main market, the initial market is Bitcoin people and enthusiast of this uh, uh, space, let's say. And yeah. so far, same as you, everyone, everyone that got it is super happy and they say that the product is amazing. It is. It's, it's that low time preference quality. It's the, the thing where it's not some cheap, we, I won't name any names, some cheap thing that you buy and that you just discard whenever. Like this is, I feel proud wearing this. And the other thing too, which is quite personal is um, uh, I was very fit before I got pregnant. I got pregnant, a woman's body changes. And I've been trying my best, especially during COVID to lose the weight, to get my previous body back. And I think about like long-term investment in myself. Like I'm far more mindful of the things that I eat and stuff. And so when I 
purchase a nice undergarment like this that I'm proud of. I want it to be good quality. I want it to last as long as possible. And I also want to buy something that's not just the material, but also speaks to my belief system. So the intangibles as well. And so like, if I could tell a story, if I'm in like a change room or the locker room that's related to this, that makes, that's like an, like an added bonus for me. It, it really, like, as you say, it cuts much deeper than the physical item itself. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And again, we, one of the most important things that we start thinking about this when we created the website was we have to accept payments in Bitcoin. There's no other way we're going to do this without accepting Bitcoins. And we will accept Bitcoin no matter, doesn't matter the price of the Bitcoin against dollars. I don't care. We will yeah. accept Bitcoin all the way till the end. Doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. I mean, we're going to continue doing this. And it's going to be only with Bitcoin. We won't accept any other. Uh, oh, wow. It's Bitcoin so- and, and fiat because we know there is people that uh, uh, that uh, is not uh, used to transfer Bitcoin. On, uh, they are on the space, but they are not confident and they don't know how to. So far, they will learn and uh, they will realize how good it is and how fast and how convenient it is. But by now, so we accept Bitcoin and fiat, the regular fiat for the ones that wants to pay in regular fiat. They're going to pay full price. There is no 10 percent discount. discount. But uh, in terms of uh, what they call cryptocurrencies, it's going to be only Bitcoin. We won't accept any other cryptocurrency. uh, No. So here's a question for you, a slightly challenging question. For um, hodlers who do not want to let go of Bitcoin for any reason whatsoever, how would you persuade them to buy your products with their Satoshis as opposed to spending fiat on your products? Well, it's a good question. Uh, we also been warned before we build up our web, no, because Bitcoiners doesn't spend the Bitcoin, you won't get... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Okay, yeah, but uh, I understand the point. First of all, here we are talking about a $20 item. We are not talking about that you're going to spend X amount of Bitcoins. We are talking about what we could, could consider a small amount of money. Now, the thing is, first of all, at one point you have to spend money to buy something. Yeah, food, clothing, or gas for the car, or whatever. You are in a society that you spend, you consume, you will need a panty. That's why it was a good tweet also on Twitter that uh, I don't remember the name of the, the, the who posted, but a big one, a big account post. Is it underwear really necessary or is it a fiat <laughs> imposing uh, concept? <laughs> So, well, there was a lot of uh, answers and then somebody said, no, it's a fiat. I don't wear panties. I will never going to wear. Well, but there is people that say, look, it's a necessity. And maybe yes, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, My personal view, which probably it's uh, biased by my activity, is that you need a panty. So if you're going to spend money, at one point, doesn't matter if it's a fiat or Bitcoin, you're going to spend it. 
Yeah. You spend whatever it is, you're going to spend it. So at the moment that you're going to spend it, if you're going to spend fiat or Bitcoin, it's going to be the same. You spend it. It doesn't matter the name that you're going to put to the asset yeah. that you're going to spend. Now, let's say at the moment that you're going to buy, you exchange your $20 that the panty worth for Bitcoin. And then you pay with your Bitcoin and you pay 10% less. And it's going to be good for the buyer because it's not going to uh, have to to write on the website all the information about the credit yeah. card, just transfer yeah. the Bitcoin. And it's going to be good for us because you don't pay the fees for the credit cards. So it's a win-win situation, yeah. which I think it's convenient. I, I don't see any reason why not to spend in Bitcoin. And we are not in that stage yet, but there is other uh, Bitcoin companies that they only accept Bitcoin. So what yeah. are you going to do with yeah. that companies that they only accept Bitcoin? Yeah, it's so true. You're gonna have, at one point, you're going to have to spend some Bitcoin or any other currency because you are buying and you are exchanging something for something. So I don't see any problem with that. But I understand yeah. the people that say, no, I'm not going to touch my Bitcoins. I spend the, my only the fiat. Okay, so you can buy it with fiat yeah. from and a so Bitcoiner the, company. Yeah, and the question like, is really how much do you value your privacy? The privacy. It's... Um, and, and, uh, it's uh, and privacy, it's another thing that is misunderstood. Yeah. Privacy is not hiding. I'm not hiding. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, there is a big, uh, a nice quote that says from Eric Huge. That the Cypherpunk Manifesto. Love it. Privacy is a necessary for an open society in the electronic age. Privacy is not secrecy. Yep. A private mother is something that one doesn't want the whole world to know. But the secret matter is something one doesn't want anybody to know. Uh, yeah. So privacy is the option to, to yeah. you decide who you want to know or not. That's yep. privacy. That's privacy. And, you know, like, I, I grew up, I learned a lot growing up, but I was also very, very naive. And when I read the Cypherpunk Manifesto, I was like, I am entitled to my privacy. Like privacy is not secrecy. Like, I don't know where I'm like, it's not my parents. I can't blame anyone for this, but somehow I absorbed the idea that privacy was secrecy. And for me, secrecy is kind of associated with shame. Like if I'm hiding something, it must be bad or you know, like very silly for me now to think about. And it's like, no, actually, privacy means that I am my own person. I've got agency. I'm autonomous. I can choose with whom I'd like to share certain things and with whom I don't want to share certain things. Like it's just it seems like a basic fundamental right. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's uh, at, at the very beginning, I think not today, because I think today Bitcoin is more spread as an investment or a store of value. But at the very beginning, saying that you are in Bitcoin or whatever was like uh, you're hiding something. Why are yeah, you in Bitcoin? Why are you not drugs. using the bank or, or whatever? I mean, uh, it's something wrong with you. Today is not that, that much. 
but yes, privacy is not hiding. I'm not hiding anything. It's just privacy. I, I share with others anything I want to share. If I don't want to share, it's not share. That's it. And yeah. I decide. And I decide, not another entity. Yeah, exactly. And with my data, if I shop online, I should decide whether uh, that data can be shared with other parties. It's not uh, like contractually, it's almost as though like in the end, you're sort of paying a retailer to then profit off of your data. Like it's, it's. Uh... <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, that's another benefit. If you pay online, especially online, no, online or at the store too. I mean, if you pay with Bitcoin, you keep your privacy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, for me, it's uh, a no-brainer. I mean, hundred uh, percent Bitcoin all the way. Yes, it's. Yes. Um, I was reading somewhere. I think it's in in Switzerland, um, or I should say in Geneva specifically. Uh, in town, I'm seeing more and more tags and graffitis. Uh, pushing for cash and um, we have referendums here very very frequently uh, the average person can create what they call um, an initiative an initiative to propose something and then they need a hundred thousand signatures in order to get basically everyone to vote on it and there is one circulating about um ensuring that cash is not eliminated from society. And part of, um, I read it quickly, but part of what they're arguing is the privacy aspect, you know, like they don't want everything to be tracked and traced. Yeah, the problem with the cash is uh, um, what we know, it's a paper money, you can print. That's the problem with the cash. I mean, uh, because there is a central entity then can print as much as they want yeah. when they want yeah. and distribute as they want to the ones they want. That's the problem with the cash. That's, it's not the, I don't have any problem with the, uh, that is anonymous. Cash is cash, doesn't have any, your name on the bill. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is the, the it's, it's their cash. It's not your cash. It's print by the central uh, bank, and they can print as much as they want, and uh, th that's the problem. That's, that's the problem. and you don't control that. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's like cash that's printed by the central bank, and then like a central bank digital currency, which betrays privacy, and you have the money printing on top of it. Um, yeah. No, no. I mean, but I mean, the 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 central bank uh, digital currency. It's uh, it's a nonsense. I mean, that's for for the ones that we are following the Bitcoin on, and we understand that it's it's a nonsense. I mean, it's more of the same. I mean, what is the change there? The opposite. I think it's going to be even more control, much more control. Yeah. Much more. Imagine a digital wallet controlled by the central bank. Your wallet controlled by the. It's yeah. going to be terrible terrible and uh, you you won't have any control on that they, they're going to have a full control on you on everything everything they can decide who's going to get when they're going to get and why if you stay home you're going to get it if you go out you won't get it if you vaccinate you get it. the money if you don't go to the vaccination you won't get it that would be terrible 
the, the timing of these discussions is, I mean, it's absolutely scary. I withdraw from time to time from like um, reading the news. I, I say this all the time. I don't have a television, thankfully, so I don't watch uh, uh, television news because like with the way my mind works, I don't see things as like separate incidents. You know, I kind of see that there could there could be connections or there are connections. And so if I consider some of the measures that have been taken with respect to COVID, and then I also read that, you know, um, certain governments were looking more intently on central bank digital currencies, experiments, the reports put out by the Bank of International Settlements. Like in my brain, it's like, what's to say that someone won't get penalized if they do not get vaccinated or if they are vaccinated and they speak out or they ask a question like it just seems it, it seems scary it's very scary very scary yes and uh, the, the the lack of debate there is no even voices that uh, are allowed to speak uh, their opinions or debate what is best there is no other side it's just one side and that's scary that's very scary. Yes, yes. Asking the and, questions. Uh, and, and, and as we we know, no, this start with only two weeks to flat uh, the curve. Two weeks. We are in this already two years. Yes. Yes. I, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, even here, I just there are things I just I just try not to say them because. <laughs> Right. Yeah, the, the 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 critical thinking and 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 just acknowledging that you don't know and you're asking a question is is scary. The repercussions are quite severe. I mean, I'm I know people on opposite sides. I know a lot of people in the middle who say I just don't know what to think anymore. And you know, I've heard some people say to me that they are no longer speaking to their longtime friends from childhood because the friend doesn't want to get vaccinated or because the friend is asking questions. And when it gets to that point, it's absolutely heartbreaking. Yes, yes. No, no, there's no question all these uh, create um, a profound division on the society uh, that it's going to take a long time to heal um, if, if uh, I, I don't know, I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, uh, it's it's tough. It's personal. Everyone, I think, should have the right to take their own free decision on what they want to do and uh, evaluate personally what is best for you uh, and not again, a third party make a decision for you. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, it's uh, in my personal case, as I said, uh, because I have a very serious uh, illness uh, three years ago, uh, deep and serious, the ones that uh, divide your life and before and yeah. after. Uh, thank God today I'm, uh, I'm good. Uh, I had to take the vaccines. I made that decision for myself because yeah. I'm immunodepressed, let's say, in a way. So for me, it was 
a big risk uh, at my age as well. Uh, for me, it was a big risk not to take the vaccination. So I did it. Uh, and uh, that, that also, I think, played a big role in my decision to dedicate the business to the Bitcoin and to put more time and effort to, because I, I like it, because I, it's, it's a joy, it's not a work, it's re you really enjoy doing this. Uh, I, I used to say that there is, we don't have one life, we have two yeah. lives. And the second one starts when do you realize that you have only one. Yeah. So I had my moment on that when I was sick. So I realized there is only one life and you have to take advantage of every minute, every day and uh, spend time with your family, doing things that you like to do and not wait for that at, uh, for the future. Do it now. Don't wait anymore. Do it now because you don't know what's tomorrow bringing for you. So do it now. Enjoy. And that's why because of all this passion for the Bitcoin. And I said, you know what? I'm going to put uh, more time and uh, more effort to pursue this that I like that much. And, and I recommend that to everybody do the same. I mean, if you really are passionate or like this, don't wait. Don't wait. If you have to say something, say it. Dive in. Uh, don't wait. Don't wait. Mm -hmm. It took me um, it took me a few years to actually like come out of the Bitcoin closet, so to speak, and tell people openly and say, you know, I actually like this and I'm going to speak about it as much as possible because I like I've always been like sort of the odd person, <laughs> like weird. I think differently. I make connections. I say, hey, what about this? You know, um, like I try, I've tried in the past to be like trendy and like, uh, I went through a phase where I bought like a, a lot of designer handbags and fancy clothes and whatever, just to try to fit in. And I'm like, yeah, it's not me. It really isn't. And so when I started to learn about Bitcoin, I was like, okay, I don't want to be like ostracized or made fun of or teased like I was like a goofy kid, you know, so I'm not going to say anything. And something, well, giving birth to my daughter really changed me. Like, and something was like, why am I holding back and being silent when I really believe in, in this thing called Bitcoin? I believe in its, its potential to to like improve upon financial inequalities from I've traveled to so many different places. I've been around people who don't have access to banking. I understand what it is to be unbanked. And I'm thinking like, you know, at business school, we, we studied like Grameen, the microcredit system uh, in India, I think it was, and a lot of these different things. And I'm like, but this thing actually exists and all of the FUD around it, like if you're, if you talk about it or if you have Bitcoin, it's because like you sold drugs on the Silk Road or you're part of the dark web or maybe you're selling organs or something. And I'm like, that's not true. I mean, like with any type of money or currency, you have people engaging in, in these types of behaviors because humans seem to do stuff like that. But it's not 
it's not true. Like, and so I thought, okay, you know, like I'm going to muster up the courage to start speaking out and just saying like, you know, I'm just a regular person. I'm a mom. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And Bitcoin is truly for everyone. Like if there is something um, to, to help with inclusion, like we always dwell on our physical differences and I'm beginning to believe that that in itself is, is exclusionary. That in itself is divisive because we're, we're segregating and categorizing people based on the way they look, based on this, based on that. And it's like, um, we have a lot more in common than we actually realize. And if we have something as neutral as Bitcoin to, to work off of, how would things change actually? Instead of saying like, uh, I don't know, the president needs to be a black woman or this person needs to be an Asian man or whatever. Instead of saying that, how about we just consider like the fact that money in itself is so hierarchical and that is like a huge driver to human behavior. Like what if we actually looked at this element here and then see how behavior changes? How would that look? Absolutely. I 100% uh, agree. I mean, uh, as you said, Bitcoin is for everyone. Bitcoin is hope. Bitcoin is love. Bitcoin is inclusion. Yes. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. So from Argentina, you left uh, during the, um, like during a, an inflationary period, and then you went on to Montreal. Yes. Yes. No, I, I mean, we had a crisis in Argentina in 2001. Uh was very severe uh, from in between many other crises we had. I mean, <laughs> this was not the only one. Uh, it's an amazing country. It's fantastic. People is beautiful, beautiful people. I mean, very warm, uh, social the, from the social point of view, it's fantastic, fantastic. Now we have a, a, a government problem, a, a corrupt uh, government, permanent corruption on the government. Uh, we had that crisis in 2001. I didn't left on that moment, but I start thinking to leave on that moment. In that moment, I thought, and I told to myself and my wife and said, you know what? I mean, if another crisis like this hit us again, it's going to be our fault. We have to yeah. do something now to avoid that. Now it's in our hands. We have to do something. So at that moment, we were very weak in terms of uh, financial support and means to make a living. So it was not, not a good moment to leave because you need some backup when you move a family. And that's another move that it's uh, to move a family with three kids, young kids at the moment, at uh, that time, to a new country the, where they speak a language that you don't speak, when there's a culture that is not your culture, when you don't know anybody. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough move. Uh, so we made the decision to wait until Argentina is going to improve a little bit, because we know that the crisis you touch the bottom and then you go up again and then you go down again. So yeah. it's sort of a, like a, the Bitcoin moves. So we had to wait to sell on the top. So yeah. we, had, <laughs> we had to wait until situation was good and you can really materialize your asset and can live. 
because 2001 was a no, not a good moment to live. And many people left at that moment, but they couldn't uh, sell their houses. They couldn't take money with them. They, they left in a really bad conditions. And I didn't want to take that risk, big risk with my family. So yeah. I waited. So we moved in 2008 to Montreal. And uh, we, as everything else, we thought that it's going to be maybe transitory. It's going to be temporary. <laughs> I see so what you did said, there. <laughs> so you know what? Nice. We, we didn't even move. We just came here with uh, our bags and the kids. That's it. That's all. We didn't move all our stuff to Montreal. We said, well, God, we try, we see, and then we make a decision. Obviously, we stay here. We are here. We didn't go back. And uh, we are very happy. And uh, as I always say, I don't regret anything I did in my life. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it. I will do it again. But yeah. <laughs> there's no regrets. But to do it again, I don't know. It was a lot of effort. It was a lot of effort. Uh, but thank God, I mean, the, the, the kids uh, grow up in a more uh, stable country. Uh, they are in a fabulous city like Montreal where you have most of the people I would say it's trilingual because everybody yeah. speaks French, English, and the language from the place that they came in. In our case, is uh, Spanish. So my my kids are trilinguals. So I think it's uh, uh, for the future uh, generations. Then they're gonna do whatever they want to do. But I, I at least they have the tools. Uh, that they're gonna be able to do whatever they want to do. So that was the goal with the move, more than a financial uh, decision. It's to give the kids the tools and the means for their future to do whatever they want to do. Uh, and I think in that sense, we, we achieve it, yes. Yes. Now us, oh. we are in the middle. We are in the middle of the sandwich. I mean, uh, we're going to be immigrants, uh, immigrants always. I mean, uh, we're always going to miss that. We, we are not 100% here, not 100% there. Yeah. We are in the middle. <laughs> we are in the middle. I relate to that. So do your children identify as um, Montrealers, Canadians, Argentinian, a mix of everything, something else? Well, it's a it's a it's a difficult uh, question. The identity it's very complicated for immigrants, very yeah. difficult uh, because your roots, your place where you can, the language you speak at home. Because at home we speak only Spanish. So, I think at the end, my youngest kid one day they they somebody asked that question to him when he was very young. I think it was like seven years old. And because he was speaking French and he was uh, speaking very well, I said, oh, you speak French very well and you speak Spanish with your father. And he said, what are you? And because the people here in Quebec, they they call, it's called like uh, Quebecers or Quebecois. Yeah. So he knows he's not a Quebecois, but he, on the other hand, because he came here when he was not even a year old, He's not an Argentinian neither, because it's 
he doesn't identify that much when the culture in Argentina, but not, he knows he's not a Quebecois neither. So he uh, answered very smart and he was thinking, so what am I, it's called, he said, I'm Spanish qua. So, <laughs> that's what we are. That's we are a mix. Nice. Spanish qua. Uh, yes, uh, we are a mix. Or like they say in Argentina, uh, la nuestra es agua de río mezclada con mar. I mean, we are, our water is mixed on between sea and river. I mean, it's a mix. It's a mix. Uh, so, and I think it's good in a way. I mean, it, it, you have to handle because it's easy to be a national of any place. I mean, but in our case, uh, and it's a mix. It's a mix. It's like in Argentina also, because Argentina is a country made by, by immigrants from Europe. So there was a very famous writer in Argentina, Borges, that said, we the Argentinians are the originals and only Europeans in the world. Because if you ask to a German, he's German, not European. The English is English, the French is French, the Italian is Italian, the Spanish is Spanish. But because us, we are mixed. We are Europeans, not specific country from Europe. Oh, just I Europeans. see, just Europeans, so yeah. We are mixed, we are a mix. I know it's okay, we are fine with that. We are a mix. Without borders, which actually goes into um, the the idea of Bitcoin citadels and digital nomads and people being able to to live without necessarily um, I don't want to use the word respect, but without necessarily seeing the geographic borders as we see them. Yes, um, uh, yes, yes. And Bitcoin is also a cultural movement. It's not only yeah. uh, financial, political, uh, monetary technological. It's a lot of things involved here. Yes. Yeah. My parents immigrated from Trinidad and Tobago to Canada mm -hmm. um, before I was born. I was born and raised in Canada. I went to Trinidad when I was a baby and I did like all my schooling and stuff in Canada. And then I visited Trinidad again in 2009. So like as a grown woman. And it's funny because um, I, I've always been fascinated by how the environment influences people. So I look like different people in my family. If you look at us, you can tell that we're related. And then when I speak, it's like, why do you sound like that when I'm with my family? Because I don't have, you know, I don't speak with a Trini accent. And my mannerisms and some of the, the, the activities I grew up doing doesn't necessarily match like Trinidadian culture, but yet like when it comes to food and music and just certain things, certain things I say to my daughter, I'm like, oh, my mom used to say this to me all the time. Like it just comes out spontaneously in the moment. Um, it's very fascinating. And, um, and then I moved to Switzerland. And so, you know, the getting to know you questions, where are you from? Quelles sont vos origines? It's always very difficult to explain my what I identify with or how I was socialized, you know? So I say, well, here's how I was socialized. Here is my family's background in Trinidad. And then before Trinidad here is my, like, my ancestors' background. And my husband, he's very French, very white. Our daughter is a mix of so many things. She has... Uh, 
three passports. If I can get the Trini passport, she'll have four. She, I speak to her only in English. She replies to me in French. And she's gotten to the point now where I'll say something to her in English and she'll say no memo. And then she'll tell me what the word is in French. So she has her <laughs> own thing going on here. And so I think to myself, like, how will she, when someone asks her, what are you kind of thing? Like, what will she say when she gets older? Like what's in her soul? What does she feel? Like it's, it's fascinating. Yes, yes, but I think it's an advantage for her. It's going to be a lot of uh, tools and potential for all this background. And at the end is, I don't know if uh, the question is, what or where are you coming from really matters or really have weight on what you are now. I mean, the, the thing is what you are, what you are doing, who you are, not where are you coming from, what that really plays in I mean yeah. unless you have uh, I don't know a criminal record let's say okay <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but other than that I mean uh, I think it's for her it's going to be a bright bright uh, future and these uh, components of different uh, backgrounds uh, from you from your husband at the end it's, it's gonna it's gonna be an advantage for her. So, um, what do your kids think about Bitcoin? Well, at the beginning, it was difficult. I was talking so much about Bitcoin all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, when you get into that, I mean, you talk and you talk, and everywhere you go, and you, because you are. Uh, obsessed with that and you are fascinated and uh, at one point even before getting into any social meeting or any dinner table with other families I said dad don't talk don't talk again about Bitcoin don't speak again about that we are tired of talking about that and because most of the time the other uh, counterpart that didn't understand or they argue with you and uh, sometimes doesn't end too good so that was at the beginning right even my wife, even my wife. Like, what is it that you're reading all the time? What's your talking all the time about Bitcoin? And uh, But now, slowly, slowly, um, my wife is well into it. My kids are getting into it uh, more and more and more and more. There is a lot of information on the web that I do with them. Oh, I God. bought, uh, when I buy uh, a different hardware, like the clock, uh, the mini clock that you have uh, yeah, I, I bought two. I set it up with one of my kids. I bought the that uh, hard wallet called Seed Signer, yeah. where I'm building up with them. So I'm I'm trying to make them participate in all the aspect, and uh, they are learning. They are learning, and they are much more open, obviously, than uh, at the beginning with all this Bitcoin. But uh, still, they are not fully involved, but they will. I thought Bitcoin was cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. I feel old saying these things, but I thought Bitcoin was cool with uh, like twenty somethings and teenagers. Maybe, maybe I, I don't know. I'm over that age, well over, and uh, I love it anyways. I mean, uh, that's again maybe has to do with my background from Argentina and understanding of the of the monetary policies and the, the financial uh, personal finance. But uh, yes, I think it's more of a young, uh, I mean, people that it's more that they, they born with the internet, they 
born yeah. buying digital. They, they understand the digital world much more than we understand. But I think it's, again, it's for everyone. I, I don't think it's an age uh, barrier that if you, because you are old, you don't understand. Yeah. Or did, I, don't, I don't think, and not because you're young, you must be yeah. an adopter. I think it's it's for everyone. I think it's for everyone. But yeah, maybe there is a, a big portion of the of the participation on the younger age. Yes, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Definitely. With all of your experience dealing with inflation, dealing with crises, dealing with moving to a new country where you don't speak the language, adapting, setting up with your children, dealing with um, uh, like a serious uh, illness and stuff. You have a lot of experience in managing uncertainty, very difficult times. Is there advice that you can give to someone listening to this podcast or the advice you'd give to your kids or loved ones about how to manage to keep a clear head and stay in that place you need to stay in in order to survive these tough times? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, again, uh, don't take anything I'm talking like uh, an advice uh, writing in stone. It's just my opinion. Uh, Take it as you are talking with the guy that sells a newspaper on the corner. I mean, it's just uh, my opinions and uh, from what I learned, my experience tells me that uh focusing in what you want to do don't pay attention to the noise if you believe pursue it don't uh, don't wait do it now do it now and spend time with your loved one with your friends with your family always don't leave it for tomorrow call your friends call your family Keep in touch. Uh, don't uh, don't be selfish. Uh, putting uh, yeah. just yourself. Just open and uh, educate yourself. Very important. Very yeah. important. Very very important. Educate yourself. Education. 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 It's not location. 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 Yeah. Education. <laughs> education. Education. Land. Always, always, always uh, don't uh, give up on that. Read, listen, be open. Uh, Don't stick to just one thing. Just listen all the the spectrum, let's say. Uh, The good, the bad, and make your own conclusions and uh, experiences, travel. As soon as they're going to open this thing, travel. (laughs) Know different cultures, uh, visit different places, uh, different cultures, uh, languages, geographies. Uh, that's uh, that's life. That's yeah. life. And take advantage of every minute. Yeah, I totally. It's sometimes when I see comments on Twitter, I think, oh, I don't think this person has ever left their city or their state because it's very sort of myopic and in, in perspective. And speaking of education as like a nice service to your customers, on your website, you have a list of, um, of people you've learned from, like Tone Vase. Um, can you list some of the other people that you have well, on your website? Uh, we have to update that, uh, that um, part of the website. We have to do a lot of things. Uh, but 
in between them uh, to update that part of the website. Uh, obviously, the, the books of uh, Seifedin, uh, yeah. uh, the Bitcoin standard, the fiat standard uh, are very good ones. There is another one, uh, uh, basic one called uh, Inventing Bitcoin from uh, Jan Pritzker or something like that, the name. It's very good, a very good one. Um, there is a, um, a Twitter uh, personality uh, in Spanish called Camila uh, Campton that, that uh, in Twitter spaces, she read books. So every, oh, cool. every, every time we read a different uh, chapter of different books and the people has, has uh, the opportunity to participate and give their opinions and that's very good too. So there is a lot of information, a lot of information in YouTube, in, in Andreas uh, Antonopoulos. They, yeah. uh, he has a collections of videos that are amazing, amazing. Yeah. From the very, very basic beginning to the deeper uh, coding, let's say, things. Yeah. That is a very good one to follow. Yes. Yes. He is amazing. Uh, Tom Base is more for the trading. There is, at that time when I did that, it was more... Uh, maybe trading oriented. Now I would put yeah. more towards the, the, the learning about Bitcoin no? or even the book from uh, Mastering the Bitcoin from uh, Andreas is fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I feel like um, today for me, Bitcoin is, um, is comfort. It's hope, it's freedom, and it's also comfort. It's like the secure base that I can rely on. Like, yeah. I mean, the hash rate went down because miners in Kazakhstan had their internet shut off and TikTok next block. Like, it's it's that, uh, it, it's it's security for me, so, yeah. Yes, yes, but again, requires, uh, it's not for lazy people. You oh, have to yeah. put some effort to, to understand and to educate yourself, yes. Yeah. And panties for Bitcoin is another point of exposure for uh, for new people. You know, like uh, if one day I return to my my gym classes or my Pilates classes and I'm changing, then, you know, the visual <laughs> is there. You're going to proudly show your your undergarments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully one day like yoga pants or workout clothes. Yes. Yes, we will. I mean, it's on the way. It's uh, we are building up. And because we. This is not what they call a drop shipping on the that other other party ship. We ship ourselves. We have the inventory. We have our warehouse. So it's tough to grow up on that yeah. part. But slowly, slowly, we'll we'll do it. Yes, we're gonna add more and more styles, more colors along the way. It's on on the pipeline. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. Mm -hmm. My husband approved me uh, posting the top and the, the bottoms on social I media. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you That's, know, it's like... No, no, totally up to you. I mean, it's uh, how you feel comfortable doing it, doing it. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll show him again before I do it. I feel nervous about these things, but, uh, but you know, it's, 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 for me, it's like it's further Bitcoin awareness, and that makes me feel very, very proud. Like, you know, if one person sees it and says, hey, what is this Bitcoin thing? Like, why does she keep talking about it? What's panties for Bitcoin? Let me go to the website. You know, like that's Bitcoin, 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 Bitcoin. Bitcoin, like Bitcoin. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, and in a way, I mean, it's good that if everybody can relate 
what they do in any way with Bitcoin, that would be amazing. Yeah. It changes so many things. Uh, so where can people find you on social media? Uh, we have to say we are very uh, new on this social media thing. I mean, for me, it's something I'm learning and uh, slowly, slowly, but they can find us in Twitter and then uh, Instagram. And Twitter is Panties Bitcoin and Instagram is Panties for Bitcoin. That's right. That's right. Because in Twitter doesn't fit the whole uh, was a limit on the on the the amount of letters that you can put. So we couldn't fit panties for Bitcoin. So we put panties Bitcoin. Yeah. Panties Bitcoin. And your website is www pantiesforbitcoin.com yeah. and if you guys pick up the fiat standard you'll see panties for yeah, Bitcoin we are sponsoring that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so amazing and also i didn't mention you'll be in uh, miami for the upcoming conference in april yes we're gonna have a small booth over there uh for us, honestly, I, I did it because I wanted to be there. I, I don't know if it's business-wise it's going to be a, a wise decision or not. I, I really didn't think about that side of the decision. Just I wanted to be there. So I, and I hope we can make it because still these restrictions, um, I, I know, let's uh, pray that it's going to be everything. It's going to be fine and we can travel there. But we're going to be there. So anybody that is uh, there and want to pass by and say hello, it's more than welcome. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Pablo. Um, I, hope, uh, I hope you come back and uh, when you have new models out or if you just want to talk about, you can give me Absolutely. parenting tips, for example. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I'm going to connect you with a lot of uh, new sites and uh, Twitter accounts that are related to women in uh, in, oh, yeah. in Bitcoin. Uh, you have to be there for sure. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. That saves me so much time of like, thank you. Thank no, you. Thank you, thank you. Great and, uh, <laughs> it's, it's great to have people like you here. It's great. Honestly. Oh, thank you. I, I love to talk. I love Bitcoin. Let's try to talk about Bitcoin as much as possible. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. 100%. And I'm sorry, I mean, I, I wish this would be in Spanish, it would be easier for me because I have much, much more words and lexic uh, to manage, but I think we did well with the English. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Be sure to check out Panties for Bitcoin on Instagram and Twitter. And once again on Instagram, that's Panties for Bitcoin and Twitter, that's Panties Bitcoin. Follow me at Foster Inclusion, that's F-O-S-T-E-R-I-N-C-L-U-S-I-O-N. And if you'd like to share any comments or give me feedback, you can always send me an email at Saida at FosterInclusion.com. And Saida is spelled S-A-I-D-A-H. Bye!